Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, January 10th, 2018. This is episode 39 of the Dry Spell Cast. My name's Matt. I'm joined by Austin. Hello. And we are back in the University Pulse radio station uh, for the first time in 2018. How exciting is that? How is your 2018 so far, Austin? Uneventful, which is good compared to my, like, the start of last year was not good. So, remember I almost died. I no? Up, I slid off the freeway. Oh, yeah, I guess I do remember that. I got that little lovely miss reminder on Facebook. One year ago today, that was fun. Uh, that sounds great. So, so far, 2018's been okay. Yeah, I mean... I mean, we're, I what, 10 days into it? Yes. So. 10 days exactly. <sighs> and for fair warning, I'm seeing lights go off. Mm-hmm. So there is a good chance we are going to get a fire alarm. That's like, I keep seeing that blinking like white light, like a fire alarm. So if that happens, I guess we evacuate. <laughs> but if it doesn't, then we continue. No, we keep going. Yeah. Um, I, I don't quit till I see fire. That is, that's a good rule of thumb, really. As somebody who grew up in a town that was in a high school, when it started on fire... Yep. Uh, that is a great rule of thumb. Uh, that was, and so, yeah, my high school burned down when I was a kid. Uh, and that's really a really you, fascinating you thing. You were a freshman, right? Cause I think I was, uh, eighth, yes. I think I remember it when I was in eighth grade. We're all yeah. Like, we're all I was like, oh my God, Middleton's burning down. I was either a freshman or a sophomore because I was there for zero hour. I don't remember when I started doing that. But we were the only ones in the building when the boiler exploded and almost killed us all. But that was that was a wild time, man. We got like two weeks off and then we had to come back and the school was all like those little portables uh, because we like some of the school was salvaged. And so we could go to that. But the rest of it was like burned. And so. A lot of our classes were in portables, and that was a really crazy time. Uh, that's yeah, that's a that's a weird a weird part of my history. <laughs> so how many people get to say that? I remember we went to Hawaii, like for that spring break, and it was like two months before because I think it burned down in like February, and we I remember like talking to some people in Hawaii that knew about it. And that was like one of those moments that's like, oh, that's kind of crazy then. I mean, how many people do actually, like, yeah, how many, how often does that happen? I mean, how often does anything like that big burn down in all reality? So, that's cool. Anything else going on in your life? Um... Not like anything like I should really need to talk about, I guess. Just kind of my same old life. New Year, same me. Yeah, I I kind of took the whole New Year thing to heart this year. And I guess it was like less of a New Year and more of a like, oh, I I now have to buy health insurance. And so I figure I should be an adult at some point in my life. And why? what's a better time to start than now? So I have been trying to like wake up early. And go to bed fairly consistently. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I have 
been brushing my teeth twice a day. Yeah, I mean, probably should have been doing that. I should have been doing that to anyways, start with. But, but I'm 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 an adult now. I, I, at least once a day, I'm flossing for the first time. See, I like since to going floss. to college. I like to floss. I don't I don't know if I like to floss as much as I know that I should be flossing, and so I should like try it. I don't know. I don't know a lot of people that actually like floss on a regular basis. I I, I wouldn't say I do it on a regular basis. I do it like semi regularly though, because I got the retainer on my bottom of my teeth. Right. I do. I do as well. So I need to floss that. And you're. But that's the hard part. Well, you gotta. It's, it's you gotta like get a, in there. It's like a challenge. You gotta get the little like little thing and string it through and. Yeah, stringing it through is the worst part. And like the dentist makes it feel so easy because they can like pull it like back. And keep it in there and do all of your teeth while, like, threading it through once. I've never been good at that. I usually do it. Sometimes it breaks, though, on my retainer. I'll floss, and I'll go, I'm trying to bring it to another tooth. It catches on something. But that's, the, at least it's, like, the floss is breaking and not your my retainer. retainer. That's what, like, my biggest concern is. I have one of those, like, removable retainers somewhere in my life. Oh, I haven't worn that since high school. Yeah, and I don't know where it is. <laughs> I was uh, supposed to wear it all the way through senior year, and then I stopped probably about you know right <laughs> six months after I got my braces off. Oh, I was really good. I was really good because I had braces for six years, and I didn't want to go through that again. Wow, that was a nightmare. My childhood sucked. Actually, so I can remember the exact point where I got braces because I got braces and I got glasses at the same time. I was in fourth grade fourth or third grade and i remember i felt terrible like i hated my life because both of these things happened to me at the same exact time and i'm like i'm gonna be a nerd forever and i hated everything about it and now look at you i was right (laughs) I, 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 i nothing's changed in my life oh um so yeah, so those of you who are joining us for the first time in 2018, well, actually, everybody's joining us for the first time in 2018, but the first time ever you chose to do it in 2018, we actually talk about video games. Like, that's our thing. I know it's hard to tell yeah, so don't, far. Don't let the braces and fires and stuff fool you, but... But the, we, we talk about video games and video game-related things. So that's what we're going to do for the next couple of hours. Uh, we do appreciate people that uh, interact with us during this time. There's a couple ways you can do that. First of all, we are on Twitter at Dryspell Radio. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Radio. Um, and dryspellradio at gmail.com. If you send us anything during the show, uh, I will look at it and decide if it's worthy to read. It usually is. I've got very little things that I thought, eh, we shouldn't do that. So go ahead and send things those way. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, which comes out usually a day later, (laughs) um, 90% of the time a day later, uh, that you can still contact us through those ways. I do make those notes. And so if you have any questions for us, comments, corrections, that's where you want to send those things. But before we do that, 
let's talk about some news. So the Overwatch League starts tonight, or at least the first official season of it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm excited for it. I am really excited for it. I know you are. You like create a whole like group party thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to have a watch party on Friday, which you should come to. I probably will be there. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I think it's like a super exciting thing. Just we'll see how it works. Like that's the big thing that I'm more interested in seeing than you know. Like I think Overwatch is a great game. I like Overwatch. I like playing Overwatch. We'll see how much I actually enjoy watching Overwatch. But it's it's a cool experiment in the way quote unquote esports are done. And so I'm excited to see if it works. Because if there's enough following, then you know these people can start building arenas in their own towns and they can start hosting other teams. And I think that that's a really exciting prospect for the world of esports. Because up until now, it's just kind of been, like, it, it has its following, but it's never felt like it's permeated the brain of the normal public. And so I think that this, especially given that these are teams from different regions or, like, different cities, kind of like the NFL, NBA, stuff like that does, I think that there's a potential here for it to be kind of cool that you get behind a team, you buy jerseys, you follow them, you go to a local bar, you watch those teams. Like real play. sports. Yeah, like a real sport. Go sports team. Yay, go sports. Yay, sports. I like sports. I don't care who knows. Yes. That's good. Mm-hmm. And especially like, so, I don't know, I... I follow sports kind of on the fringes, like traditional sports. Like, I know who basketball teams are, <laughs> and I watch some baseball. Um, and, like, I used to watch quite a bit of football. But this year, I think the most I saw of a football game is I watched the national championship on Monday for the NCAA. Boo. And it's just... There is something about football that has been incredibly disappointing this year. Like, there has been nothing that has made me want to watch these games. And I don't know what it is. Uh, Papa John's thinks that it's because I, uh, the players kneel during the national anthem, and it's not that. Well, I mean, there was a huge protest because of that, and like, they did lose millions of dollars. Because people protested everything about the NFL. Right. Well, people protest everything the NFL does, period. I mean, that they protest... People protest everything, period. Just That's just what people do. But I don't know. There was, like, I don't, there was just something about this year. I think the games go on too long, to be honest. I think football should cut a quarter and have it three periods. I think the games go on too long. Way too long. Um, I think that's a good place to start. And I don't know. Uh, it needs to be more offense-driven because, I don't know, it's just not fun to watch anymore. So I'm I'm looking to fill that void in my life. And as somebody who understands Overwatch, like maybe this will do it for me. 
I know it won't for everybody, but maybe it will for me. So if, if you are interested in the Overwatch League, uh, like I said, it starts tonight. And I'm excited for that. You can go in the game and get new skins for the teams. They give you, like, so they've introduced a new loot system, as all great games should. And this one is just Overwatch League credits. And you use these credits to buy skins for your favorite characters and stuff. So I went and I, I, they give you 100 free credits, will get you a skin for a character. And so I got my, uh, my Reinhardt skin because I play more Reinhardt than I do anything else. And yeah, it looks good. What team are you? I went for the Los Angeles Valiant. That's right. Okay. I like the, I like the green. I, I'm a fan of green. But I think that they look good, and it, it's kind of interesting watching the beginning of a sport. Um, no, no other point in my lifetime have I watched a sport just start. And so it's kind of cool to like have to sit down and just randomly decide, oh, this is the team I'm going to root for. I know. That's like what I was saying. I'm like, there's like, it's not jumping on a bandwagon or anything. It's like, you're just picking someone. Yeah, you just, you, like... Unless you know the teams that have played, like the players that have played for different teams over like the past couple of years, um, I mean, there is nothing else to choose from other than, oh, I like this color, or I like this city, and that's how you decide. And until you watch these play guys play for like a year or more, like how else, like how else are you going to decide what team you like? So I like, I'm just kind of like, all right. This is the team I'm going to watch. This is the team I'm going to support. And we'll see what goes from there. We'll see after a year if I still enjoy watching them play. I might not. Who knows? And you, you're going for Boston, correct? Boston Uprising, yep. Which I, I followed. So there's an Overwatch League app out now. And you can follow different teams on it. So I followed Valiant, um, them, the San Francisco team. And I think that's it, but it's it's happening. We got to take a break. We will be right back. Okay, so speaking of Overwatch, while we're still on this topic, um, since we were gone for a couple of weeks, we've got a lot of stuff to catch up on. So the first thing I want to catch up on is Jeff Kaplan, the game director for Overwatch, sat in front of a fire on Twitch for a day, and thousands of people watched him is he did nothing. He just sat in front of a fire. And I don't even I don't it wasn't even a real fire. It was a TV fire. Mhm. He just sat in front of it. And thousands upon thousands of people tuned in. Did you watch it? I mean, I watched some of it. 
Oh. Because it was hilarious. It was so meme worthy. Um, I, so I watched some of it. So there, like, there were a couple of moments that happened that were kind of like funny. At one point, he got hit by a boom mic, which was just stupid, uh, and then resumed just sitting there, and didn't say anything. Just got hit by the boom mic, <laughs> um, and which then is, at one point, which is funny, they had a boom mic because nothing was going right. Hit. There was no audio. <laughs> I mean, there was audio record. They're recording the fire, <laughs> but uh, you, you could tell it was just like stupid. <laughs> like they weren't using that mic for anything. Um, and then there's another moment where he got a present. He opened the present and turned it around, and it was a framed picture of Genji with the words, I need healing. That's good. That's he just looked funny. at the screen, kind of did that, mm, okay, and then just resumed sitting there. And uh, and the people, like, people ate this up. I, I It makes me question... The worthiness of the internet. <laughs> like, it just, it just happened. But speaking about the break, Austin, mm -hmm. I am assuming you played some video games over the break. A little bit. What were those? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I was trying to catch up on other games I started, Assassin's Creed and whatnot. But I did pick up a couple games for the Steam sale. Uh, mainly... Excuse me. The big one was Night in the Woods, which I know if anyone wants to watch our Game of the Year podcast that we have or video or whatever, that made our list. So Yes, it's. I argued very, very highly for this game. Yeah, I mean, you put it higher than I would have put it, but I, I enjoyed the game. Maybe because you're just connect better to an angsty millennial. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I, I connected to it because like, I understood what May was going through. I mean, for someone who's, you know, kind of quit college twice and come back. Are you in college right now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I after my freshman year and then after I took another, I did another year. I took a semester off and I did a year and then I took a whole other year off. Remember? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of understand like what the character May is feeling because I, I feel like I've been there, but I don't know. It's a cute game. I love the art style of the characters. Um, I need to get more into the game. I feel like I'm I'm on the second act or whatever. Okay. I'm not super far. I'm far enough to like get a grasp of like what the game is. It's fun. It's cute. I like the music. Um, the characters. Are the music's good. really good in that game. That. Um, yeah, it's it was fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm want to play it more. I've been hooked up my computer since I've been home. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, I liked this game a lot, and I don't know how far you are. I'm trying to think where I've been. Like the last thing I did, and I don't really remember. I was climbing on wires. Yeah, well, that, that could happen at any point. Uh, have you gotten to the point where you start picking who you want to adventure with? Yeah, I picked B. Okay. The first time. Uh, I went to the mall with B. Okay, you went to the mall with her. Uh-huh. Yeah, so my favorite parts of the game happen after that point. Um, so once you start becoming friends with Bia again, I like, I really, I really started liking her as a character mm -hmm. because I came in and, you know, when you first meet Greg, it's very much like, oh, you're going to love this character to death. Um, especially like when he gets happy and he does that like arm flappy thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's so awesome. Uh, Greg is just such a great character, but when you start becoming friends with Bia again, there is a scene later in 
the game where you go to a party with her and she starts she tells you basically her life story and that was that was such a fantastic moment and anybody who grew up in a small town that could who could never find the strength to leave uh can sympathize with her and because you know like everybody says like oh it's just easy to get up and leave a town but for a lot of people it's not and you know a lot of people get pushed on like all these like all these family responsibilities and so i like just hearing her i mean not hearing but reading her whatever uh like go through that i thought was a really like powerful moment um and then greg later i didn't get any chance like i didn't hang out with angus at all and which makes me want to go back and play that game again because i want to see his story because i know like jason played it and he said his story is just like terrible like super sad and so I want to know, like, Angus a little bit more. But Greg has this moment where you can go with him, and he kind of talks about his relationship with Angus. And, like, uh, that was just one of the more real moments I think I've felt in a video game in a very long time, if ever. There was just something about that that fear that he felt that I thought was really really fantastic um and really well done there's something that you could tell that the creators have gone through and have felt and I, that's why i love this game so much um i didn't play it until break but it was it was a fantastic game so yeah i need to play more of it I, i'm i like it so far though i mean like I was kind of just like, because you're saying how great it was. I picked it up. I'm like, oh, it's it's fine. I was kind of in, like kind of enjoying it. it. wasn't like blowing me away like how you felt until like I started getting to like you know like the whole rhythm section game yeah. part mini game and then like there's like a dungeon crawler mini game. It's like oh, there's a lot more this game has to offer and it's, it's yeah kind of fun. The the little like mini games that keep you interested, I think, are really super cool. Mm-hmm. Just because they're they feel out of nowhere, and it just feels like oh okay they just did that for no <laughs> real good or reason and i thought that was cool so yeah, that was one that played uh, another one i picked up was golf with your friends yes and, and we golfed with our friends we did golf with our friends and that that game's really really fun that game is something it's just it's just for anyone who loves mini golf games which i've, I've always have enjoyed it you'll like it and if you didn't pick it up for the steam sale i'm sorry it was on the gifts for a good price I'd still recommend picking it up because it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's still in early access, so... And you can tell. You can tell. But in the future, obviously, you'll have more maps. You'll have player-created maps and stuff, and it'll, I think it'll be a pretty good game eventually. I mean, it's a lot of fun now. I ha- We had a ton of fun playing it over break, so... Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's definitely, like, it's cool to play this, these maps that are, like, impossible to do in real life, right? Yeah. Um, and it... the. Getting, like, the mechanics of the game down are really super simple. But the maps can be ridiculously challenging. And especially if you get yourself, like, in a really bad spot. Mm-hmm. Just, just like mini golf, but, yeah. like like said, it, like, a level that is impossible for humans to do. Uh, well, I mean, because they have, like, 
<clears throat> speed runs on the on the course and make your ball go faster and stuff. Obviously, you don't have that in real mini golf unless you have like put like conveyor belts or something in there. Right. So we played this a little bit when you weren't there, and we we played around with some of the uh, other modes. So like yeah, there's I, a, there's a done, low gravity mode. Yeah, I've done all that stuff too. Um, and that was just absolutely ridiculous. But then it's the high, the high bounce mode too. So when your ball hits something, it just flies, and it's just I did that with low gravity. And like, <laughs> and did you do the random shapes? Yes. Oh my god, that was awful. Yeah, there's so a mode where like, you become like random shapes and like like cones. So you can you can set it to everyone has the same, or it's just random for everyone. There's like cones, there's cylinders, there's like cubes, there's like a there's a star. Star. There's a. There's a. There was an puck. ornament. Yeah, there's an ornament, and then there's like a really like, lumpy golf ball. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think a pine cone was one. It's really. Yes, there's the pine cone. It's good. It's really funny. It's really infuriating because like sometimes when you're like that shape, you cannot beat the course. Right, because you can't like get enough momentum to go off ramps and stuff. Like there's literally like one where like I remember like you had to go off a ramp and like bounce yourself off a pillar to land on like the thing somewhere else. And like I was, I was a cone, so I, like I would go and then it just shoot me off to like one direction and I wouldn't miss the pillar or I'd hit the pillar and just fly. Out. It was, it was bad. That's funny. Yeah, I mean it, and that's a wild game. I think it's really well done so far. Um, I'm excited to see what they have to offer. This is the potential to be like one of those pinball games mm-hmm. where they're just constantly like giving you new maps and stuff. So yeah, I wonder how quick they'll put like new maps up. I mean, they have a fair amount of maps as it is yeah, already for sure. So, but I mean, it's in early access, so we'll see what they what they do with that game. Yeah, I look forward to it. And speaking of early access. No more. I played PUBG. Yes. We, we played several rounds of that. Uh-huh. Um, the official 1.0 release. And I've noticed changes. It's good. The game is obviously it a lot better. It looks a lot better. It looks better. It plays better. There's still some weird things going on. but Yeah, and the new map's out. And the new map, it forces you to play a different way than you you can in the original yeah, because the original map i mean the open areas still have like tall grass you can hide in and like mm-hmm. wheat fields and it's like but on the new map open areas are literally just desert yeah there is nothing to there hide is upon. nothing to hide and it's always nerve-wracking when i get down to like the top five like, yep. it happens several times I'm like, and the circle ends up across the like on the other side of where i'm at I'm like well i'm dead because there's no way i'm gonna get there without being seen yeah i have had several matches where i was in like the top 10 um, and where it closes around you and there's like, it's like this kind of like rocky hilly area and you just know like the minute you, everybody's going to see each other and you just know what's going to happen. So you know that it's going to come down to how well you shoot. Mm-hmm. And it's made me like realize that like what we started doing where we were jumping into super crowded areas and learning how to shoot that needs to happen more often. So like I've started um, trying to get a couple matches in a day where I literally just jump uh, into the most crowded area I can find. I basically just watch to see where everybody is jumping and just jump out then and just follow the parachutes down and just try to find a gun. And just get in as many firefights as I possibly can. Like, if I don't die in, like, the, like, first 20 or 30 deaths, 
like then I'm not doing what I'm trying to accomplish. I mean, unless you're getting little kills. Yeah, which I have started doing as well. Mm -hmm. Like I've started getting better at killing in that game, which for a game that is all about killing is a good thing. Yep. So I got no, I got no chicken dinners. Got second and third several yeah. times. I, I still know. have no chicken dinners. I know we. I mean, we got second and third several times. Several now. times on squad, and then I know Jesse and myself got second and third a couple times on just duos in the first person servers, which is different. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of the first person. I, I like first person for like I get dizzy certain things, but then I don't know. Like I feel it, like I shoot better in that game in third person. Yeah. I I honestly feel sick when I play uh, first person. Yeah, it's like a weird thing you used to for like a second. Yeah, it's just it's just like there's just something about it that makes me feel sick. I don't know. There's something about that motion. So I try to avoid first person when I can unless everybody I'm playing with wants to play it, then I'll do it. I don't know. I'm, I still want to play like their zombie mode. Yeah, I've never played that actually, and it's, I, I mean, is it still in the just in test servers or? Well, it's in the custom. custom. It's all custom, and so I like want to like, I keep opening the custom games, hoping to find one, and I can never find one because you have to be, like, you have to be given the right to start a custom game, and so. I like I really want to play those but there's never seems to be anything happening when I want to. And so I don't know like I wish that I could try that mode out. Mm -hmm. Cuz up to the currently I haven't been able to. So Well cool. We need to take a break and when we come back we've got more video game stuffs. All right, so let's talk about some games that I played this year or this uh, over break. So I tried to finish up some of the backlog that I was working on. So I finished the new order, uh, finally. I did play a little bit of that, you're right, and I haven't finished it yet. I'm, yeah, on, yeah. I'm underwater. I got the U-boat. Yeah, you got the boat. Okay. Yeah, you are getting really close to the end. And, yeah, I finished that. I enjoyed it. It's a stupid, fun game. I still haven't started the new Colossus, which is on my, like, first of 2018 list. Did you pick it up? Or yes, you, you I had have a it. console, right? Yeah, I, I bought it for my PlayStation. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably play that soon. I've also started Nier. And that game is going to eat my life for a while. I'm aware of that. And I'm like, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I, I can sit down and play a couple hours and not even feel it. Like, I'm really enjoying that game. Are you and feeling it, Mr. Krabs? I'm, Mr. Krabs is feeling it. And I, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like a game that I would normally really enjoy. It's kind of that hack and slash over the shoulder. Well, I'm, it's a like game that's going to take you more than 30 hours. So It is. Which is not really your style of... And that's just the first ending. 
There's 26 of them. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just something about it that I'm really enjoying. So I, I look forward to getting farther into that. I haven't touched it in a couple of days. I need to get back on it. I rearranged my room. And so I haven't plugged a lot of my stuff back in yet. And I may have dropped my PlayStation. But I'm sure it's fine. We'll see. Hopefully it's fine. Good Lord. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, broke a hard drive or something. That would suck. Actually, I would be fine breaking a hard drive. Um, because I would just replace it. The the console is the expensive part. Yeah. Everything else is. I mean, do you still have the original hard drive in there, anyways? Yes. Oh well. That's why I constantly delete games. Yeah, I just went. I mean, the two terabyte was nice, and I bought that a while ago. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy a hard drive for to put more games on, it's gonna be PC. So. Right, Mister. Because Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to buy discs for my PC. That's true. Like, I could still have games on a disc uh, on PlayStation. And, yeah, there's usually downloads on top of that. But, like, that's never going to happen on PC. And also, the, the variety on PC is so much higher that it's better. So, yeah, I have been working through Nier... I played, like, the first maybe hour, two hours of Persona 5. Oh, you picked that up, too? I did not pick it up, but oh. I played it at Jason's. Oh, okay. Uh, that game is stylish as hell. I I seem to think that I would enjoy it. I just don't know if I'm willing to commit at this point because I also want to finish Horizon. So right now I have Horizon... Near and Wolfenstein that I have to finish before the first big release of the year. Which is Monster Hunter World. So that comes out March, right? No. Or February? Yes. Oh no. I meant to copy a list on here. But yeah, we that comes out soon. It may even be this month. Is it? Uh yeah, so I'm I don't know. I need to get those things done before then. But also, like, I started Cuphead. But Cuphead, for me, is one of those games that I can play for 15, 20 minutes and put down for a day. And, like, still feel like I got a lot out of the experience. And that is how I have had to play that game, because I get frustrated so easily. Yeah, Cuphead's something else. It is. I finally got a controller scheme that I'm really enjoying. And so yeah, that's like the one thing is you gotta figure out where you want your buttons because the obviously that you don't play the keyboard on that game. No. And then the controller scheme that it starts with is just bad. Yeah, and I didn't even try it. Like I think I went through the tutorial once and thought this sucks. Yeah, I didn't try it either. So like I put shooting on the right trigger. Yeah. I put the secondary shoot on the left trigger. I put uh, change weapons on the right bumper. So like all of my weapons are right up there. I put, like, the diagonal shooting on circle, which I actually changed after I had beaten a couple bosses because I decided it wasn't working. See, I think I, I put it. my diagonal shooting on, on the left bumper, L2. I tried that originally, but then I hit a boss where I wanted to shoot my uh, secondary at an angle, and so I couldn't do both of those at the same time. And so that's kind of why I switched that. 
And I figured, like, I'm not going to be jumping when I'm doing the diagonal, which is what I'm trying to keep my right thumb doing is just jump, jumping and dashing some moves, basically. Um, I realized after beating, like, the first boss, the most important upgrade I needed was that one where you don't take damage when you dash. Yes. Oh, I got that. Oh, my God. I don't even know how you play that game without that. I know. Like, I, I was losing to a boss so bad. It was like, there's that blue bouncy guy. I don't know if Yep. You... The first one. And I, could... I know. I Well, that wasn't my first. That wasn't my me. first guy. But, like, oh, yeah. that was the second boss I went. The first one was my the carrot and onion people. Which was so much easier than that blue guy. Yeah. And I went to the blue guy, and I was just getting so frustrated. I was like, oh, it's like, I was getting my dashes fine, but then, like, it'd be, like, in a really weird spot where, like, mm-hmm. I would, like, get jammed up, and he'd still get me. No. And then I, then I went to the shop just finally, and, like, saw that that was a thing i'm like oh my goodness yes and then i beat them and then i went and beat him first try yeah i i beat him on the simple mode without that dash and then it took me doing getting that to beat him on the regular mode right now i'm trying to get the uh the boat pair or did i beat them no, I beat them on simple, but I haven't beat them on regular because they turn into the slot machine, and that slot machine is destroying me. I don't know. That game is fantastic. Uh, like said, I don't have to be winning to really enjoy that game, which is something that is tough for me, but that art is so good, and that music is so good that I want to keep, like, looking at it. And that's why I keep doing it. Like, the first running gun I did took me probably an hour. Just yeah, that first, running, that first running gun was tough. Oh, my God. But then it got a lot better when I... I mean, I was an idiot and was playing the keyboard still. Yeah, I never even tried on keyboard. Because I actually beat the first boss on keyboard. Jeez. I'm I'm a, I'm an animal. <laughs> You're... <laughs> You're a master PC gamer. Nah, so I'm looking at picking up a Xbox controller and trying it with that because I've been using my DualShock. But considering it came out on Xbox, I kind of want to see what it feels like on that. I still don't think it's a con- like a good controller scheme on the PC version, though. That's from what I hear. No. Or on the console version? You yeah, that's, well, yeah. Like, I heard just all was just bad. Well, yeah, I mean, I would map my own keys. Yeah. Which is what I did. Anyways. But, I don't know, the, the controllers nowadays are very similar in a lot of ways. The main thing is, is the Xbox controller is a little bit bigger. And your, uh, your analog sticks are on a different plane. That's the main thing. But, I don't know, I want to try that with an Xbox controller and see how it feels. I haven't played with a good Xbox controller in a while. I was at Best Buy last night playing around with their controllers because I wanted, like, I just wanted to feel it in my hands. You're weird. Okay. Um, but I also bought a new mouse last night. That's why I was there originally. Yeah. I bought the uh, the G520 something, 500, I don't know. Um, 205, 250, something like that. It's the the Proteus something. It's good. Logitech, right? Yeah. I played a bit with it last night and seemed to really enjoy it. Um, now I need to get it, my, um, my GPU, and my keyboard 
all to flash the same RGB colors at the same time. Oh boy. Here we go. Now, I looked at keyboards too, uh, but it's it's going to cost me 100 bucks to upgrade my keyboard because I have very specific requirements for what a keyboard must be able to do. Got to have your hotkeys, right? Yes. You have to have your hotkeys. And also, uh, I know exactly what keyboard I'm going to get, and it's going to cost me 100 bucks. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait a little bit before I do that. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I really played. I mean, I played a lot of games. Um, still, I'm really close to beating Hellblade. Uh, so I will finish that within probably the next week. That's one of those that it's kind of taxing to play. So I, oh, I, I like sit down all. and like can only play it for like a half an hour at a time. I think I beat it in like two days. Yeah, I know it's super short. I just can't. Oh, it's not even that like, super short. It was still like about ten hours. But like I just sat down and just I could not stop playing it. I have such a hard time doing that. I like I'm enjoying it. I'm really liking the game. It's just really tough for me. Well, do we give that like number three? Yeah, it was in. Yeah, it was number three on our list. Yeah, I mean, if for anyone who hasn't played that game, like I really recommend. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah. So I think that's about it. But while we're talking about peripherals, let's talk about CES a little bit because CES is going on right now, and there has been a few things to come out. I don't know. CES is kind of in my opinion, a shell of what it used to be. It's kind of just like, I can't say that on air. Um, I have to figure out how to rephrase that. I don't know. It's like, it's a measuring contest to see who has the biggest ideas. I think we figured it out. And I don't know. Like, it's funny because you look at like what Razer brings every year. Last year, they brought that three-screen laptop. Most of them are just prototypes that are never going to actually see the light of day. They just want to be like, hey, look what we thought of. And that's fine. But I don't know. For a consumer electronics show, you think the consumers would think about... Like, they, I can't remember which, uh, who put it out, but there's a 150-inch TV that they showed at this that rolls up. Yeah, that was crazy. Who, that's not a consumer electronic. Or like when Sony unveiled their $30,000 like 4K projector. Yeah. What? Like, like it was going to do... There are 8K TVs now. Yep, I saw that. that. They showed off. But I guess the big things that maybe are consumer things, like uh, Razer did show off Project Linda, which is a laptop that has a phone dock in it. Which has happened before, but they are making the phone like more important in the sense that the laptop is going to actually work off of the phone, um, whatever, hardware. And so the phone is the brain of the laptop, um, in addition to being a trackpad. Because it kind of it sits right there where your trackpad is, and that's, and I think like that's a smart use. And you look at like the Razer phone and how powerful it is, totally makes sense. So I think that's kind of interesting. I I think that one's going to come out again. I think uh, Lenovo had a laptop that had a phone dock in it, um, amongst a couple of others. So it's kind of cool. Um, I don't even, I don't see it on here. Did. Is that when HTC unveiled the new Vive? They did. They the Vive yeah, so right. 
they unveiled the HTC Vive Pro, um, which I'm moderately surprised about. Uh, and the cool thing about this is it's wireless. Mm-hmm. It's wireless. Add an extra camera for more depth, I guess. Yeah, whatever that means. Um, so I guess you'll have two cameras, so obviously you can track your distance better for your room, the room and stuff. I, I mean, I'm kind of happy to see this because this is the start of like the, the second generation of VR mm-hmm. coming out. And this is kind of when I was thinking about this is probably when people will start be jumping on VR more often. Yeah, because I know the first the first run around was more of like a novelty thing. Like, oh, I got VR; it's pretty cool. But I mean, Sony already announced their their model two for the PlayStation VR a while ago, and I mean, they just made it wireless and made it more streamlined and stuff like that. It didn't like change any of the internals, right? It just made it more like comfortable. So I'm sure eventually Sony will obviously come out the new one, and then I'm sure we'll see something from Oculus in a future. Yeah, yeah, it's the start of the second generation of VR headsets. So, yeah, um, I think wireless is the big step, right? Uh, that's the biggest problem with VR, as it is, is it's you have to stay connected to something, and that's just that's counterintuitive to well, what mean, you want it to be, especially for like something like the Vive, where like they expect you to be moving around in a room. Yes, for like I don't know, PlayStation VR, most of the time you're just gonna be sitting in one spot or standing. You're not really moving. Um, right. So, yeah, something like the vibe. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Okay, we need to take a quick bake. Bake? We need to... <laughs> hold on. Let me just try that whole thing. <laughs> we need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. So also at CES, they in so AMD came out with a pretty big spectacle. They announced the Radeon Vega Mobile GPU, and their whole thing is they're trying to get into the market to compete with NVIDIA, which is uh, a tall order, but you know something that they can do. Uh, and I do, I'm not huge into tech, so I don't know everything about these processors or these units or anything. But I also know that they are teaming up with Intel to create like integrated graphics with the Vega, which is crazy. Um, in, in a world where Intel and AMD are working together on things, I think is... A crazy world. It's a whole new world. It is a whole new world. Whole new world. It's a brave new world. Oh. Where our our computers talk to us. You know, I spent probably 15 minutes last night trying to get Cortana to respond to me last night. Because you know how Windows 10 has Cortana built in? Yep. I definitely tried for like 15 minutes, and I finally got her to respond to what I was saying. It was the highlight of my evening. Wow. And it was funny. So, like, I was on Discord with Jason and Jesse, and 
I like we were. I th- Jason and I were playing Overwatch, and I got off, and I'm like, I've got a couple things to do. Um, I was working on some graphic stuff, and so I like hopped off of Overwatch. And then spent the next 15 minutes trying to get Cortana to talk back to me. And Jason's like, this isn't what you meant by you had things to do, is it? And I'm like, no, it's not. You just got distracted. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I is, is Cortana like a Siri or like Alexa thing? It is. So I, I went over to a friend's house uh, a couple days ago, uh, and he had Alexa. Is that Jason again? No. No, this is somebody else. Well, Jason has one, too. Does he? Yeah. Of course he does. But those things are crazy. Like, we were watching uh, Raising Arizona. Uh, we're, we're working our way through the Coen Brothers movies. Good, great movie. It is a great movie, for sure. But So we watched Raising Arizona, and like halfway through, we decided we wanted to know how old Nicholas, or how tall Nicolas Cage was. It's a really random Totally random. Thing to know. And so we paused it, and uh, my friend was like, Alexa, how tall is Nicolas Cage? And, of course, it, like, popped up. Uh, he is, Nicolas Cage is six feet and three inches tall. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is incredible. I want one of these. I just want somebody to talk to me, really. <laughs> it's funny how you bring this up, because my dad, the other day, he's like, I've hit my point of technology, like my limit. The the home system Alexas and Google Homes, like that's it. That's where I draw the line. My dad's like, I've hit my peak, my pinnacle of technology, yes. and I will not go past this point. Yeah, it, I think those are really crazy things. I mean, and so the the really creepy thing is, is you have an app, like you can get an app on your phone for Alexa. She records everything you say to her. And you can play that back through the app. And that is like... That's creepy. That is like big brother stuff right there. Well, there's a... I saw it. I don't know if it's true, but I saw it like on Facebook after Christmas. It's like, she got a, like a, a Google Home set up, whatever. And like I started talking to it. And then, then apparently my, the Google Home and Alexa started talking to each other. Were they having a conversation? Yeah, like it was like from like different rooms, and then oh like God. it was just like oh, the Alexa's really nice, and it's like then I heard from the other room, thank you. Oh my God, I can't even. I would freak out. I would burn my house down. Yeah, and uh, probably light myself on fire. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with my dad on this one. <laughs> like that's kind of like where I draw the line. I mean, I have I obviously have Siri in my pocket, who probably is listening to everything I say, mm-hmm. and I can just be like, hey Siri, and it pops up right now. Hold on. Let, let me try that. Hey, Siri. It only works by my voice. Shut up. Hey. Why is your... It's playing music. It's playing... Oh, it just played some music, apparently. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. 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 It's not going to work. It's and not I, working. No, but hey, Siri. Boop. Hey, Siri. Play the stroke. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like, I like, like Siri for that because like I control my phone, especially if like um, okay, I'm I'm gonna turn this off now. Siri, pause the stroke. Hey Siri, it's not working. She's playing music now. (laughs) But I, I mean, I I think I find that more useful than like because like I use my phone. Oh God, stop. (laughs) 
you can't stop the stroke. Uh, <laughs> but I'll be like when it's across my apartment and I'm like cooking something and I need to turn on a timer. I'll just yell. Oh, yeah. I'll just yell, hey, Siri, turn on timer for 20 minutes. Don't do it. Okay. See, and uh, like, so Samsung has their version. I think it's called like, uh, hey, Galaxy. But I think I have to hold this button to do it. See, I used to have to do that, but now, like, with the new phones, I think it started with, like, the 6S. You could just yell at it. We are giving the government access to every part of our life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, accept it now at this point. It's, like, another thing I saw. Um, it's, like, I'm putting tape over my camera on my computer because the FBI agent never helped me out in 2017. I just need to cut off the toxic people in my life. <laughs> I still so uh, I still get freaked out about the webcam thing because you know I have I have use a webcam for streaming and so like when I'm done I take that like I put it away like I refuse to leave that thing plugged in or facing me even like not plugged in you think someone like wirelessly like turn it on it, it freaks me out yeah. and like mine like it glows blue when it's like live yeah but still that freaks me out. There's a Black Mirror episode. Um, Isn't like the first episode? That. No, the first episode is the pig episode. Oh, I haven't watched it. Uh, so that one's, that one's Does that mean this, ca- this camera right now is recording everything we say? Uh, probably. Even though the green light's not on up top? Yes. I'm sure that the, the Mac in the studio is recording everything we say. But yeah. Um, and my, and my just iPad, for the record, if anybody who has seen that Black Mirror episode, I'm not concerned about them seeing the same things that they saw in that. It's just... I don't know. That's it's like it's freaky. Um, I'm just kind of at the point like if you want to stare at me like stare at my computer all day, you know, be my guest. I'm not looking at anything. If you really want to stare at my face all day, yeah, yours is in your front room. Like mine faces my bed. Yeah. So and I don't want somebody like watching me sleep. It's the same reason like <laughs> I I have an app on my phone, the my like alarm clock app that like also monitors sleep you like put it on your bed with you and it like measures like when you're restless um and then like adjusts your alarm clock for like your sleep cycles and stuff which is really a fascinating Mm -hmm. thing but one of the things it does is it also records you when you're sleeping and it it starts recording when it hears like snoring or stuff so you can like measure when that's happening it's always it freaked me out that I was going to like listen to that recording and hear somebody talking. And so I refuse to like I I refuse to leave that on because of that. Like who talking? Just I don't know. Exactly. A ghost or like a ghost person? or a person or I live in the neighborhood that the prowler was a thing a couple years ago. Do you remember that? Grant told me he met the guy in prison. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Grant, uh, our friend Grant's not in prison. He is. Well, he is in prison. He is technically in prison, but not an inmate. Yeah. So, yeah, that freaks me out. Technology freaks me out. The government freaks me out. Um, please don't come for me. We should probably go ahead and finish this Cons- hour. Yes, conspiracy hour is over. Um, uh, we need to go ahead and take a break. And come back with the second hour of the show.
So let's go ahead and jump right into some news. Um, some of the stuff that we missed over the break. So I want to start from this news article direct off of Kotaku that really started the year off just fantastically. Um, we were really hoping to make it a little farther than we did, but here we go. So uh, this is called IGN fires editor-in-chief for alleged misconduct. Great. Um, so the massive gaming website IGN has fired its editor-in-chief, Steve Butts, after an investigation into alleged workplace misconduct the company said today. This was published on the 3rd, so just a week ago. IGN initiated an investigation into alleged misconduct involving Steve Butts. As a result of the investigation, the company has appropriately determined to part ways with Mr. Butts, said IGN General Manager Mitch Galbraith in a statement to Kotaku this afternoon. So this comes after two months after former IGN employee Callie Plague, I'm sorry if I'm pronounced mispronounced that, accused her former co-worker Vince Ingenito of sexually harassing her and another woman. Um, he was let go in March 2017. So this was, this was the scandal that led the IGN staff to walk out. And so this kind of feels like the remnants of that and where that ended. Um, included later in there, in Plague's statements about Ingenito, she'd mentioned a boss who she felt had mishandled the situation. That boss, Plague told me in November, was butts. He told me, quote, don't be so uptight about it, she said then. As I said on Twitter, he would also say things like, I just want this unpleasantness to be over, like we were causing him a lot of problems. So we made it a total of three days in 2018 before some form uh, sexual harassment misconduct news came out. Good job. Yep, Good we're, job we're doing great. Well, I, I mean, this is a uh, obviously a huge continuation of something that happened in 2017 and earlier before that. It just feels like this is kind of where it stops, right? This is where this is tracing it all the way to the top and cutting that out. So hopefully. I don't know. I don't know what this means for IGN as a whole. Um, I'm not an expert on, first of all, IGN as a company or um, really any of those media outlets. So I don't know. This is something, at least. At least some kind of reconciliation of something that happened. Uh, so, you can't sweep stuff like that under the rug. Nope. Like, you have to you have to be better than that. And I feel like maybe some of these people who are in these editor-in-chief positions maybe aren't trained how to do that. I mean, he's not an HR rep, probably. So, I mean, maybe he doesn't know the proper, like, how... Yeah, maybe he doesn't, didn't know how to handle this properly. Right, and, I, like, um, if after the fact is, like, I think probably more important uh because that's where you learn or you know because it's like before the fact 
when HR is involved and stuff, you only do what you are told. But after the fact, like you, you have to make sure you create an environment in which everybody's supported. And from the sounds of it, like that wasn't happening. And so I think that's the big problem here. Um, the big, un, like the quote unquote elephant in the room, right? So let's talk about more news. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Let's just continue down the news path. You know, it, it's kind of a weird time of the year. Not a ton of stuff happens. Uh, we do have a couple of weeks we can catch up on. So we're going to try to do that. But overall, it's been pretty quiet. Um, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything probably come out till you know February time, anyways. So yeah, and I mean, most like most of the news uh, outlets and stuff were on Christmas break. Yeah, so not, yeah, not much so, is going on. Yeah, it's, um, it's that weird time of the year where like no new games getting released or yeah, unless you go to the Switch page, <laughs> there there's like 20 games a week getting released for the Switch right now, which is crazy. Yeah, just crazy. So GameSpot ran an article uh, saying diversity in game development is not increasing. Huh. So according to the International Game Developers Association, they took uh, basically polls of game developers and came up with the following statistics. That 81% of game developers feel diversity is important. But 71% of game developers are white, 79% are men, 86% are, homo- are heterosexual, sorry, not homosexual, 86% are heterosexual, um, and then when asked what needed to happen for the industry to survive, 20% said diversity. So, 80, so let's just break this down a little bit. 81% of devs feel diversity is important. of them said that it's what needed to happen to the industry to survive. But, I mean, you know what's crazy? Like, they say, like, look, you give up these stats and stuff. And But, I mean, if you look at, like, the whole, like, dynamic of the United States in general, everything but the 79% of percent of men, obviously that's going to be more half and half men and women. But it kind of follows just (sighs) generally. Like, I mean, the percentage of white is about 60 percent in the united states maybe a little like around that area but i mean that's the percent about the percentage of heterosexual people too i mean i think it's i mean you you bring this up i think it's more it is kind of representative of like the nation we live in right now it's a bad representation though i hate Um, when people throw like um percentages and stuff out there like that no i mean it's just a percentage yeah I don't know. It's like just, this is literally polling people who work for these places and counting it up. Like these are these are stats. Yeah. They're inferring it's not diverse, and you look at these stats, and it's clear it's not diverse. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, when all, all I'm saying is it. it, it when twenty nine percent of game developers are not white, uh, in and I'm assuming this is in the United States because obviously. You're going to go to Japan, and hopefully those numbers are completely backwards. Yeah, it'll be all. Joking. I would assume. Well, I'm just saying this follows, you know, what the percentage of like people in America are. I mean, it's not like it's. I think it's represent. Like, in my opinion, it's representing 
what is a and, and how America is. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It makes sense in my brain. Yes, and I I don't know I. So and to be more diverse, you have to like have an un. Like an overwhelming like. No, to be diverse, it just needs to be more than the majority are straight white men. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened. Like when 75 roughly percent of your employees are straight white men, that's not diverse. Yeah. I'm just, that's three quarters. Like, I'll I'll probably ruffle a few feathers here, but a very good majority of the United States population is straight and white. So. A population. What? A population. I'm just saying the total population. Well, a population. What are you talking about? Like a population of the... But that shouldn't have to be represented in in these statistics. I'm just saying like these statistics represent equal... Like they follow... I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'd say they probably don't. 86% of our population is not heterosexual. No way. Um, no way. Absolutely not. That is a very hard number to figure out uh, because uh, sexuality is a spectrum. And at what point do you start saying you are heterosexual? But that is like that. There's no way that that's accurate. Like especially nowadays, where it's becoming more and more acceptable to be homosexual or bisexual or asexual or whatever you call yourself. Um, Approximately three point four percent of American adults identify themselves as LGBT. The that can't be correct, according to the Gallup poll. Uh and that—that's uh, the numbers I hear. I mean, that's that one, that's what makes sense to me. That that doesn't make sense to me. At they least not the reality three, I live in. Three point four percent is still tens of millions of people. Well, yeah, for sure. It is. It, no, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just throwing. It, it is a smaller number than you are thinking in your head right now. Nah, I. These numbers don't look correct to me. They they can be better than that. Um, they can be a lot better than that, especially like, so you look at the video game community and you look at, uh, just the way that the industry treats women and treats minorities and it's not, it's not good. It's, it's never been good. It's getting better, but it's never been good. And so, uh, obviously, I agree with the 81% of developers who feel diversity is important. I would be, I would be really interested to hear the arguments of the 19% of developers who think diversity is not important. Uh, how can you realistically portray life when you cut out a huge portion of it? When you when you underrepresent the twenty nine percent of game developers who are not white, diversity is important. Let's leave it at that. Diversity is important. That's how you learn about the world. Um, so, 
in addition to these things, they talked about job insecurity. Um, and this is, I think this is a huge, huge issue uh, when we're talking about um, the game industry as a whole. Um, and actually, like, I'd, say, I'd argue just about any art industry, really. 40% um, of uh, the developers expect to be at their current employer three years or less. That is insanity. 20% um, don't know how long their job will last. And the majority of developers have been working in development less than 10 years. Well, that number feels less surprising to me just because I'd say over the past 10 years, the game industry has blown up. Yeah. And so that doesn't really surprise me. Like the fact that you can now go to colleges and get degrees in game development, that number is only going to get larger. Um, and... I know. I think it it harkens back to a lot of concerns about game development as a life. It's tough to be forty years old and working ninety hour weeks when you have a family. So I I can see why like a lot of people would get out of game development, but the insecurity and forty percent expect to be at their current employer three years or less. That's. Well, and Crazy. and that literally is one game. I mean, they because that's 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 what they probably hired game by game. They get hired by game, and then the, once they finish the game, they're done. And I mean, it's it's just, it's a simple contracting thing, like that other employee. I mean, in, industries go through, you know, <clears throat> electricians and stuff like that. They do the same thing. They get hired on, to, yeah, to build something. And then once the building's over, they're. They're well, done. electricians and stuff are a little different because they're all union based. But it's, it's the same. So they have that protection. Yeah, it's the same idea, though. Like you get hired on as a contractor, and then once the I, I understand the contract life. Yeah. So, and then <laughs> once the job's over, it's over, and then you gotta wait for the next one to roll around. So. Yeah, and uh, when you're working for a big studio, that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be the way it is. Yeah, but I know big studios aren't constantly always making new games, though, are they? Oh yes constantly but i mean they're always broken off to different groups yeah but they're still working for a big studio yeah like you think like uh, blizzard uh and i can't remember i should have put this in here but they like they also rated like the best game like the best developers to work for and i believe blizzard was number one um and number two was valve which valve had been for several years um but they don't make games. Anymore. They don't make games anymore. So, <laughs> um, artifact. I think they're number two. But like Blizzard, I mean, they're constantly working on something. Um, if you think Blizzard is not working on a game right now, you're crazy. Um, I mean, it probably won't come out for like another five years, but but yeah, but they're still working on a game. Uh, Rockstar is the same way, even though it seems like they're only doing stuff for GTA V, they're definitely working on games. Well, Red Dead obviously is coming out this year. Yes. So. Um, I saw this thing the other day, though, all the games that are turning like 10 this year and from 2008. I'm like, man, there's some good games that came out in 2008. It's like, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto 4, you brought that up, Fallout 3, um, I'm trying to think who else was in there. 2008 was a good year for games, so I just watched that little video. That would have been 
maybe Modern Warfare 2. It's either 08 mm. or 09. That was 09. Oh, that was World of War. 08 was World of War. Um, which was an okay game. Yeah, I mean, so that's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. But back to you saying Rockstar, they've made two games in 10 years. Yes. Uh, and partially because they have. They took the whole. Well, I guess Red Dead came out. No, they made three games then. Games as a service model that everybody's trying to make work. Yeah. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. Since we're talking about games as a service, let's talk about Destiny 2 for a second. Um, so Destiny 2, the game director, Christopher Barrett, said, came out and said, I read the forums, I read Reddit, I read Twitter. First of all, I'm sorry. Uh, you shouldn't do any of those things. But tomorrow is going to talk about where destiny 2 is headed in 2018 remember they still have not announced the next dlc which i would imagine comes out in march uh, i would assume very soon because that's when i mean that was the how destiny one came out like game came out in september first dlc was december and then march was the yeah and you, who knows they may push that forward with this like upset people were about the first dlc I could see them kind of trying to nudge that ahead a little bit so they make people happier. Well, how I see this working out, I kind of voice these opinions on our Game of the Year talk. But Destiny 2, I mean, barely made our top 10. Yes. Because I, I express my reasons. Like, if I played, yeah, I don't know. But, like, obviously the last DLC kind of sucked. I don't think the next DLC is going to be much, much better, to be honest, because they've already been working on it before the game released. It's, like, been in the works. It's going to be, like, what Destiny 1 did when Taken King came out. Then all the new stuff with all their feedback, all the feedback is actually, like, shown. And that's probably when what's going to really hopefully bring the game back for me. Yeah. And I know for other people. I know people are feeling the same way because, like, my Morgan, me and him played Destiny 1 on, like, the way, a stupid amount I don't really want to talk about. But he's even, like, I kind of want to sell the game. Or I get a refund from Amazon or something because it's not good. I don't know. I think that's a little extreme. I think that that is putting expectations of this game that are higher than they should be. But, but yes. The problem is the expectations needed to be that high. It's it's the sequel to one of the biggest games. Even not as much as Destiny was lacking, it was still one of the biggest games of like in current memory that came mm. out. Okay. From a, from the, one of the biggest studios. I mean, I think this game was supposed to have a like was still supposed to blow everyone away, and it really didn't. And now, I don't know. They're kind of just following the same tropes and schemes that they did with Destiny One, and it's just not really working out. Yeah. No, I mean, I I definitely there needs to be something. I I just think that people tried to make this game something that it was never going to be. Um, and which is why I probably enjoyed it more than those people because I never expected it to be this like game changer. 
It's just another first-person shooter. It's... And maybe it's because I don't care about MMOs. Maybe that's maybe that's the thing. Maybe all these people are like, "Oh, we need it needs to come out. It's going to be the biggest MMO, MMO released since World of Warcraft." And it's like, "Nah." I think people ran with the the whole MMO idea. It was yeah. It was never supposed to be an it MMO. Supposed to be. It had an MMO and RPG like elements with like the on, big online kind of thing. Even though it's not even that massively multiplayer. To be honest, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, and this is coming from somebody who is like a huge Bungie fan. They created my favorite game, which you just played the other night. I did. I, I played. I threw in the original Halo for a little while. It was great. That's it brought me. back so many memories. Still need to play. Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's game. kind of it's kind of a letdown. To be honest, I haven't honestly haven't played Destiny since like. It's been a while. I actually uh, almost booted it the other day. About October, November time. It's because, well, and part of it's like, there is a big part of me that wants to switch over to PC on it, but there is nothing that is ever going to make me want to redo that loop of hitting the level that I'm at right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like I don't feel the drive to level up another character. Maybe if it gets to the point where they did like with some of the DLCs where they give you like a fast pass for it, maybe then I'll do it. But for like I just don't feel the urge to do that again. Um and I'd much rather see it on PC cuz I know it it's going to play and look better. So, I don't know. Like Destiny 2 is a weird weird thing. Speaking of weird disappointments, uh, Metal Gear Survive got a new trailer. Uh, I guess I didn't realize it released so early. It releases February 20th. Yeah, I, I, we talked about that a while ago. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure we did. You just didn't remember. Obviously. No, I don't care. Metal Gear on my list is actually very low. Like, I could care less about most of it. I know, which blows my mind. Oh, that was another game that came out in 2008 was Metal Gear Solid 4, which is probably, oh. my, which is probably my favorite one. Yeah, okay. It was a big year for games, I told you. Yeah. Ten years ago, it was amazing. Yeah. But 2007. No. Um, That's when I got my PS4, was that year? Or PS3, I mean, not PS4. Yeah, no. Uh, so, they released another trailer for Metal Gear Survive. There's a beta later this month. Um, I will play that. I will, too. I mean... <sighs> so So, the trailer showed... Uh, stealth, like you would expect. Balloons, which you would expect. Because I don't remember. What is that called? The Fulcan, Fulton? Yeah, the Fultons. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, which was so much fun in Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. You've got that. There's zombies. There's collecting, crafting, base defense. Um, so I don't know. I mean, so it's building off what Metal Gear Solid 5 had, obviously, with the stealth, the balloons, the base defense. Right, um, the, the, the multiplayer and the version. collecting right. stuff. The only the only new part, I guess, is probably the crafting because Metal Gear Solid didn't really have a crafting thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much like their multiplayer played off of that. No, it was just it was like a base. It was just a base defense. Yeah. Like you would go your and, oil rig, right? Yeah, on your oil rig, you would go and like Fulton stuff in your single player game to build your base. I forget how it was. Yeah, or you could like raid people's bases and Fulton their stuff. It was really. I didn't really do it much because I wasn't. That's not what I bought the game for. 
Yeah. That's just what. Well, I know people who that's like what said Konami, that ruined it. That's just what Konami threw in there. And it was, yeah, just, it's, it's games as a service. It's trying to get people to come back repeatedly all the time. And spend money on loot boxes. Yes. Um, I'm kind of like eh, about this game. If it was, if it didn't wasn't called Metal Gear Survive, I'd probably be more likely to like be buy this game. If it was just like a new title. But the problem is they're cashing on the Metal Gear name and like you know dragging it through the mud. Yeah, we'll see. If the game was just called Survive, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Cool yeah, idea. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what actually comes of the game. We'll see how important. I'm gonna get crucified for this. How important Kojima actually was to this game. You'll, yeah, you'll see. He was director. Sure, the story was his idea. How important is the gameplay, or how important was he to the way the game played, basically? So I, that's kind of where I sit on this game. I'm really fascinated to see what becomes of this. Um, what if this game takes off? What if everybody loves it and it's a huge critical success and then Kojima is just kind of in the other corner with Death Stranding and everybody's like, dude, we still don't know what you're doing. Are you, are you doing something? And then Sony's like, okay, you have spent uh, $30 million dollars and have given us three trailers <laughs> that make no sense. Um, that make no sense, and have flown out Guillermo del Toro like five times. He still doesn't know what's going on. Like produce uh, something like what Konami just did. <laughs> that's the that's what I'm waiting for. No, I don't think it's gonna be obviously Death Stranding. It's gonna be just different. Uh, sure. I don't know. I I refuse to say anything solid or positive about Death Stranding because I still have no clue what it is. I have faith. I don't. At all. <laughs> uh, and there's something that's kind of sickening about uh, the way that Kojima has become this larger-than-life figure in the industry. Um, because nobody is larger than life in this industry. It's video games. I mean, you need you haven't played any Metal Gears, so like you don't understand. But I do understand. I've never played a Metal Gear. That doesn't matter. I have watched this industry my entire life. I mean, but like if you play Metal Gear, you'll understand like the magic this guy might this guy has. Eh. It's good. It's eh. good. It's really good. No game developer is that big. No game developer is that big. It's good. He's good. I I grew up playing uh, Miyamoto games. And I still... Miyamoto is not that big. Like, sure, he created some of the greatest game franchises in the world. Like, no doubt about it. But you can't tell me that if he left and just decided to do his own thing, that the game would be as good as what he previously did. You can't tell me that. That's just not how the way it works. So. I'm just saying, like, when he left Metal Gear Solid Five, you can see the moment where Konami picked it up and it just... 
Like it was a day and night change of on that game of where you where you saw where Kojima made it to and then where he where Konami picked up the rest. Like it was that obvious. Or did he start making these stupid decisions? Uh and and they looked at it and were like, "Dude, you're losing it. What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I need another 50 million dollars to complete this game." And they're like, no, we already gave you $500 million. Do with what that, like, use that money. It's like, oh, no, I spent that on booze. And it's just probably an over-exaggeration, but you never know. You never know with these guys. And then they were like, okay, um, y- you can't make this game anymore. Like, we, we, have, to, we have to get a product out. You spent way too much money on three trailers that make no sense. I have faith. Matt does not apparently. I let's move on. I have I have mild amounts of faith. Death Stranding has given me no reason to have faith. None. To me, that game is three trailers that don't make sense. That's the beauty of it. The game the game is just not gonna make sense, you know that, right? But it, and then you're gonna play it like, what am I playing? And nanobots. Like, I'm like, this is the greatest game ever. Nanobots. They've already done nanobots. Well, they're gonna do nanobots again, and then they're gonna be on an island that is traveling through space and time. You just need to play all the Metal Gears right now. We're that we are doing that. I will. Play no, you Halos. need you need to play all the Halo games right now. I will do now. Halo, and, and then you're gonna see genius. In the worst writing imaginable, in the worst world created, that's genius. That's 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 real game making right there. Let's take a break and come back after I I take a walk. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We've got some more news to talk about. Mad Cats is back. Yay! Hey. <laughs> so if you're looking for uh hopefully this is the third year. party uh peripherals that are just maybe made of crap. I'm hopefully this is the year the positive year. Last year was kind of depressing with all the layoffs and closures yes. and, and bankruptcies and stuff. But this is the start. Mad Cats is back. Mad Cats is back. So they said they have new management, which means new ideas and a new attitude. So hopefully the idea is that they start making like higher quality stuff so that their stuff isn't falling apart constantly. Mm-hmm. And so they actually start selling units again. I guess like if I was reviving a company, that would be my game plan. At least. We'll see. We'll see what kind of market is out there for third party peripherals. Well, if you make a good controller that's, you know, substantially ten, twenty dollars cheaper than what you can buy yes. a current controller, 
I don't know. I looked at a uh, controller at Best Buy yesterday when I was looking at Xbox controllers, and it had the Xbox marketing on it. Mm-hmm. Like, it had Microsoft on it, but it was like a Power A so it's controller. Probably, it's probably like a Microsoft approved. Yeah. And I don't know. There was just something I was looking at. I'm like, eh, I don't, I, I don't know. But that was... I've always been skeptical. Like, if I'm going to buy a controller, I'm always just going to buy, like... I usually buy first party. The first party controller that's, like, I know it's going to work. Yeah, I mean, the only things that are, like, sometimes in the air is... First of all, obviously, mice and keyboard. Uh, First party are never good. So you always want to go to another another outlet. I think it's different because obviously there's like companies that make really good ones like you know Razer and Corsair and right. But if Mad Cats can get in on that, well maybe Mad Cats can start jumping into yeah PC gaming. That'd right. be a smart idea for them. And I think they did, but I don't know. You you just didn't see them like you did when we were growing up in every store. Um, you just didn't see that over the, like the last decade. Here we go. Mad Cats is making their own console. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, and it's made of all plastic, like really cheap plastic. It's clear and see-through, obviously. Right. So the one I'm looking for is a uh, fight stick. The, mm. If they want to release like a really good fight stick or a driving wheel, yeah, um, that would be I think a really good move for them. I can't think of a really good like fight stick that's easily like accessible in the United States, and so that's something that they could really go after, and that's something that they kind of had the market on. To be honest. Is they were making? I think they had the Street Fighter Five fight stick. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I think that's correct. But, and I don't know, like with the the Rock Band's Guitar Hero stuff, really just not like out there anymore. Yeah. Like, they, they obviously can't do that stuff. And I think, like, again, that's kind of what sent them under was putting all of their all of their eggs in the Rock Band basket. Uh, and then when Rock Band switched over to PDP, it just destroyed them. So, I don't know. That's a really fascinating thing to come out. Um, they're just like, oh, hey. By the way, I mean, they're supposed I'm, to show some stuff at CES. I'm not surprised, to be honest. I mean, when companies go bankrupt, it's not like the end of the world for companies. Right. They just restructure and obviously do what they're doing. Right. They consolidate all their funds and you know redo things. Yeah. And, yeah, they were supposed to show some stuff at CES. We'll see what that actually was. It might just be like a guy in the corner with like a trench coat that's like, hey, I'm with Mad Cats. You want to see some controllers? I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, do like auxiliary stuff i mean maybe maybe they'll make a phone because razor made a phone could you imagine having a mad cat's phone i mean yes and no i that one's really hard for me to believe just because they don't make hardware yeah but maybe that's i mean they do but but maybe that's like like the internal maybe that's the avenue they're going to start going down maybe you never know see that could be what saves them new ideas um the mad the mad cat's phone Hmm. Uh, we should get a patent on that before they hear it. Uh, you heard it here first. 
They owe me money if they if they do this. Do you remember Paladins? Yes, I played never of it. None oh, of really? It. Uh, you should try some of it. It's not a terrible game. So I feel like when you guys played it, I wasn't there, and then I downloaded it, and then you guys never played it again. I so. definitely deleted it the other day. I um, did, too, because I never played it. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, it's fine if you're looking for that sort of thing. Well, it wasn't like pretty much like... It was basically Overwatch. Overwatch clone. Yes, with uh, cards and a couple of other systems and stuff. So they like did enough different things that it was fine. Well, their next venture... Is a battlegrounds mode. What? No one does that. Right? So the funny thing about this is the fact of that, like, so they're kind of got criticized for being an Overwatch clone. Uh-huh. And now they've just accepted they're just cloning games. Yep. Uh, and they're literally calling it Battlegrounds. Oh. Like at least like Fortnite was like Battle Royale. Like then, this know, is like then... literally just Battlegrounds. Wow. Um so Really revolutionary ideas. You spawn 100 players onto a map. Um, you have to work in squads. As of like when they're going to release this sometime in 2018, there's going to be no solo play. And you are... The map keeps constricting because of fog. Mm. Uh, which, again, insane. I know. Maybe, maybe it's the Stephen King's mist. Was maybe like spider creatures in there? Maybe kill you. So you got to stay out of it. <sighs> so <laughs> Stephen King's battle royale. <laughs> Get away from it and everyone. That would be good. <clears throat> that would be really good. He plays little ch- little kids <laughs> running away from it and all the creepy creatures from Stephen King universe. It's genius. Mm. genius. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so that's that's a thing. It's going to be the year of the Battle Royale. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah, but I just, I'm just saying this now. PUBG is still going to be king of all of them. We'll see. If somebody can capitalize and do a certain thing about PUBG better, uh, it could very well take over. I don't know. It's like the thing like H1Z1. Like, king of the Kill? Yeah, so King of the Kill... Uh, which was PUBG before PUBG existed. Mm-hmm. The thing about it was like there were certain mechanics in it that just weren't friendly for everybody. We're talking like, like the crafting mechanic and the the fact that you had to have an entire map full of people. Uh, PUBG did certain things. Like first of all, you didn't have to have everybody to start a game. Um, there was no crafting. And, like, I think that that made it super friendly for a lot of people. And that's the thing, like, I don't, I'm not a game developer. I'm not a genius about this. I don't know what it's going to be. All that needs to happen is somebody needs to have the next big idea about what Battle Royale should be and what, what PUBG did wrong. Um, I don't know what that is. I mean, in a way, Fortnite capitalized on some of that well and then and this was different enough to like grab the attention of you know different people. right like, i think they Fortnite did a really good job of grabbing like younger people younger people it seemed more user-friendly uh the games were less hectic well and like even with Fortnite, like if i'm in the top whatever i'm, I'm just like well, 
blah, but like when I'm on the top of like PUBG, my heart is racing. Right. I'm sweating. I'm starting to shake because my adrenaline is just like in overdrive mode, and I'm just like freaking out. Fortnite, I'm like, ah, what yeah, I? and not everybody like nobody, not everybody wants to experience. That shaking and that sweating. Oh, I love it. I do too. My, That's why I like PUBG so much more than I, I like. I love it Fortnite. when my ANS just kicks in and my cortisol <laughs> levels are spiking, and, and then I my fight and flight system is just going off the charts. It's great. I go smash a bottle and take a shot. <laughs> That's yes. I know the science behind what happens to your body. It's weird. Right. This is what I learned when I wrote a paper about video games, and what yes. they, and what they do to you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fun times. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that was, uh, yeah. So, again, Paladins, Battlegrounds mode, it's coming out. I'll um, try it, of course. If It's probably going to be free, right, I'd imagine? I mean, Paladins is free already. So, yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about real fast before we get uh, go to our next break, Awesome Games Done Quick is happening right now. Uh, I've, I was watching some this morning. I've watched some here and there. I watched some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles runs this morning. Um, and I think right now a Battletoads run is happening, which sounds incredible and crazy. But that is happening. Again, it is benefiting the Prevent Cancer Foundation. It's a great thing. It's a great time. It's for the if kids. You wanna, yeah. Well, it's for certain for kids. Every, it's, yeah, it, it's for everybody with cancer. That's our joke. Our running joke. Not the cancer. For the yeah, kids. that's not a joke. For the kids. Right. Is our thing. Right. Because we do this for the kids. Yes. So... If you want to see some people manipulate games in a way that you never thought possible... It's out there. It's on Twitch right now. Uh, you have to pay to comment. So whatever you make of that, I know people are upset. Good. Well, whatever. I mean, that's probably an okay thing. Otherwise, you just be You should see those chats. Spamming Twitch chats. Just, ugh. I can't even imagine being a mod in those Twitch chats. You're like, what's going on? I just on? get rid of those chats immediately. They're terrible. They're cancer. They're cancer themselves. This is their attempt to get rid of that cancer. I don't know if that joke was in poor taste or not, but we're going to go ahead. We're going to jump into a break right now, and we'll be back. just got a few minutes left here so we just want to finish off with the big controversial stories of the break let's start with logan paul so logan paul is a youtuber who i'd never heard of and well, apparently he, he has a brother who i also have never heard he, of he's vine famous and then went to youtube when vine went down yeah. i i'm amazed that anybody in this in the world is vine famous He's one of the people that got famous off Vine, and oh. then once Vine, you know, just disappeared yeah. overnight, um, he became... Well, Vine I sold think, to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I think he 
was still doing YouTube at the same time. Like he was like a whole whatever. He's stupid. Yeah. No. Of course. He, he's he's the appeal for like young children. Yeah. So which makes this this story like even a little more gross. Yep. Um. So Logan Paul uploaded a video, um, to YouTube that featured a dead human being. So he quote what? unquote. Found. When I first saw this, I thought it was like a fake dead person. Like, no, it was like, it was real. like a pretend. Like, oh, dead, he's dead. And then I realized, oh, no, oh, yeah. So he went into uh, the forest in Japan that is to- like nicknamed the Suicide Forest, um, and quote unquote found a somebody who uh, hanged themselves. Took a video of it. Post for pictures. Yeah, not being like, oh my god, so there's a dead body. It's like, ah. Um, no, I, I, I did not watch the view video. I, I didn't refused either. to watch I didn't it. Either, but, um, but I hear like he like was like pretended to be shocked about it or whatever, and then like going into a place that they call the suicide forest. You're not gonna find this. Um, and he posed for the thumbnail picture. <laughs> Classy. Um, and then uploaded that to YouTube. Um, and so people were upset. Uh, PewDiePie actually came out against it. Uh, when PewDiePie's against something, oh, you know it's bad. You, know you screwed up. <laughs> you really screwed up. Ethan Klein was against it. Uh, I saw Boogie tweeted out against it. Like, basically, uh, a- apparently James Franco's brother is a YouTuber. Dave Franco? I yeah. Know, I didn't know that. Um, he's a family. He's an actor. So I don't know. I don't know. He's a YouTuber, or maybe it was uh, somebody DeFranco. I don't know. That's just what I saw. Uh, they like people came out against this very quickly, um, and so finally the video got pulled. He tweeted out, "I've never faced criticism like this before because I've never made a mistake like this before. I didn't do it for views. I get views. I did it because I thought I could make a positive ripple on the internet, not cause a monsoon and negative." How is posing with a dead body going to be a positive ripple? Uh, suicide awareness. I don't know. This guy sounds dumb. He uh. is, he <laughs> is dumb. I mean, I've. And I like I don't like I don't want to say that as like a, I'm ripping on this he- person because whatever everybody it's, a, it's their own but this was just a stupid act. But I I someone else like I saw I didn't go out and search the actively search for it but I can show up on my Facebook of like his other video of him in Japan and he is the most like immature worst person ever. He's like running around like throwing stuff at people and being annoying and like just he just makes america look bad when he's off in like japan doing this stuff this is why the countries hate us i mean there's a lot of reasons uh this just doesn't help like he was literally running around like in a pikachu costume throwing pokeballs at people okay that's kind of funny it's kind of funny but like it's just like it's kind of annoying but he would like i forget what happened But i would do that in my own society he ran into like a restaurant like into the kitchen and did it I don't know. It was like a whole weird. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, so that happens. People are upset. People are still upset. He has va- he is taking a break from uh, YouTube. We'll see how long that goes. Um, it never seems to be very long when these people take these quote unquote breaks. Like, oh, I didn't make a million dollars this week. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, 
What was the other one I wanted to talk about? Oh, yes. Of course. How could I forget? Uh, swatting is not okay. No. Um, so I'm guessing people heard about this because it was on the regular news. This was a big story because this was a very big story. Swatting hap- has happened in the past, but this led this was just escalated to the point where. You know. Yeah, and people have died from swatting before too. Yeah, but this was like this is just another bad representation of what the com- video game community can do, and so it, I mean it's upsetting to me. Basically, some people got in a fight over Call of Duty. Um, the guy said he was going to call the like swat him. The guy gave him a fake address. Which it was apparently just a couple of blocks from him. The police showed up to that address. A man answered the door, and they shot him dead on sight. And so there are a lot of problems here. First of all, swatting bad. Uh, maybe the cop was a little trigger happy. Well, you don't <laughs> shoot people when they answer a door. No, usually not. I mean, okay, I've talked about police stuff a lot. I have a lot of respect for the police. Oh, I do too. It's a tough job, and the stuff they go through is hard. And I know, like, stories where like, people, like, you know, they bust into the wrong houses, and, like, people get shot. Like, there's one story that we talked about in my criminal justice classes. You know, the police are starting to raid this house, and it's just, like, this old couple. And this guy thought someone was breaking in, so he's having he's holding a shotgun at the front door. They bust in and kill him because he's, he's, like, trying to defend his house. Right. And it was the wrong house. Yeah, I don't know. that that's But the fact that bad. he just opened the door and then they just shoot him. They said he moved to his hip or, like, put his hands towards his hip. But still, oh, that's just—it's just a bad. This depart- the agency department's going to go under fire on this. Obviously, yes. that that officer is going to get fired. Yeah, and so I guess like he did get put on like whatever leave at that point. He's probably going to lose his job, probably, and he probably should. Let's be real. Um, and then so Tyler Barris, uh, who's 25, was taken into custody in late December um, because he was the one who got in the argument. He's the one that called him, right? Well, so there were two other people in the party that heard the address, they mm. think. And one of them may have a history of doing this. So we don't know. So whoever called, it's still called up in them the air. ruined the lives of like, a you know, lot of people. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's just sad. Yeah. And that's the world we live in, and I hate it sometimes. Yes. That's all we have time for today. Unfortunately, I would love to digest this a little bit more. HQ starts in 10 seconds, so I would really like to get on that. Oh, my. Um, tune in to the Boise State uh, eSports uh, Twitch over the next couple days. We're running uh, several broadcasts, so do that. Make sure to subscribe to us, like us, follow us, email us, and do, do all of those we things. We do have a lot of stuff in the works that we want to do. So. We do. I have been uploading videos. Um, and we want to do more stuff. Yes. So thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next week. Oh, my God, it's not Scott. I don't want to play this game anymore. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.